0: The best understanding of America begins, or so it seems to us, with the realization that this nation is young yet, that she is still new and unfinished, that even now America is man's greatest adventure in time and space. University of North Carolina presents American Adventure, a study of man in the new world, his values and his characteristics, who he is, what he believes, what he lives by. American Adventure is produced on a grant and aid from the National Association of Educational Broadcasters, made possible by the Educational Television and Radio Center. Written by John Ely, directed by John Clayton. Today's program presents William Waddell as Marshal in Builders on the River.
1: Back in the heart of the Depression, back in 1932, there was a man who lived with his mother and his brother in a shack, in a shack town on a river in a southern state, and he built a house. Not just an everyday sort of house. It was one of the most wonderful houses ever built in this country. This is the story of the man and his mother and his brother and the house.
2: Why don't you go down to the river and help your brother look for firewood? I don't want to. You're going to sit here and mope, are you?
3: Ah, be quiet.
2: Don't you talk to your mother like that.
3: Oh, shut up, Ma. Have you got any coffee?
2: No, not for the likes of you. Not for a man who looks sad all day and won't sleep at night. What you looking at?
3: That joist about the window. It ain't put in straight. I think I'll get my hammer and...
2: Just a minute, boy. Sit down. Ever since we come to this shack town, to this house nobody wanted, you've been a-pounding on it. Let it be. I got a headache.
3: Oh, you ain't got no headache, Ma.
2: When the river floods, it'll twist the house again. Let it be. Let it all be. The whole country's in a fix. Your pa worked all his life. He got a grave for it. We've never had nothing, and we never will. I'm
3: gonna fix that joist, Ma. Marshal. Pa told me to be a carpenter. You can't expect a carpenter to live in a house like this.
2: Well, then move uptown. If you're a carpenter, go get a
3: job. No, there's no jobs around. I talked to foreman. I've been house to house, everything. The foreman, they say, you're Jeb Kaufman's boy, ain't you? And I say, what if I am? And they don't answer me. I don't know of any place I can get a job.
2: Well, nothing I can do about that.
3: Sometimes I think the only thing to do is to go ahead and build myself a house. What'd you say? I said build myself a house. Where? Right here on the river.
2: Where's your lumber?
3: I ain't got none. Son. But I can get it. I can find some somehow. Look, Ma. I'm a carpenter. A carpenter can't sit around the house. Not in a house like this. You don't
2: make sense, son.
3: Wouldn't you like to have a well-built house? A house that's square and solid. I could build it, I think. Oh, sure. I could lay out a room, fairly large, 10 by 15, say. Then I could put a little kitchen next to it, and and on the other side, a room for you. Big enough for a cot and your clothes, and... Would you like to have a room all your own, Ma?
2: Well, Marshal, I... I don't know. Sure
3: you would. I can see you would.
2: Marshal, you're not to do it.
3: Oh, Ma, come off that kind of talk. I gotta find me a level and a square. I got just a hammer and saw now.
2: Marshal, please. The river will flood and it'll all go away.
3: I'll see you, Ma. I got to go uptown. I got to find me a level in the square. It's just that I'm a carpenter, Ma. Don't you see? A carpenter living in a no-good house. And I can build a good house, Ma, for you and Tommy and me.
1: Credit, mister? This is
3: 1932, and I don't give credit these days unless I know the man I'm dealing with. Well, uh, my name's Marshall N. Kaufman. You lived in this town long? All my life. Where you live now? I live... I live out in the country. Where? Three miles out. Where? I live by the river. Sorry, boy. If you was me, you wouldn't loan nothing to anybody lived in that shanty town, would you? Look, I I think I can pay you next month, honest. Sorry, boy. Folks in Shantytown are there because they can't pay, ever.
1: There was a large building going up on the corner of Taylor and Manning Streets. Marshall went down there as he did periodically and asked for a job. He was refused. He went to another place where he thought a house was going up. and When he got there, he found nobody on the job neighbor said the man that was building the house had to stop because he didn't have any money. That afternoon, Marshall walked back to the river at a place about two miles above the settlement in which he lived. He waited on the riverbank for wood to drift down. That afternoon, two pieces drifted down, but there was another man on the other side of the river, and he and Marshall had a fight out in the middle of the water for one of the pieces. When Marshall got back to the bank with it, he was so weak he decided to go on home. Next morning, he examined the driftwood and found that it was warped. It was just good for burning. He went back uptown to where the building was going up. Just
3: a minute there, fellow. What? What you got in your hand? What you doing with my level? I'm just looking at it. I gotta make one. Put it down. All right. Ain't you Jeb Kaufman's boy? Yeah. I thought so. Stealing my level, eh, you? Look, mister, I never stole nothing in my life. You mean a a day? I mean never. No, either. I just got to build a house, and I ain't got the tools. I got to make some. You say you got to build a house? Yes, sir. I don't believe you, boy. I said I'm going to build a house. You going to build a house, but you ain't got enough money to buy a level? That's right. Get off my land, Jeb Kaufman's boy. You don't make sense to me.
1: The next day and the day after, Marshall spent clearing a place on the river bottom for his new house. He selected as high land as he could, but there was just so high one could go before he hit the railroad tracks. And beyond that was privately owned. Marshall cleared the land well. Then he sunk some holes in the ground. This took another day because the ground wasn't thawed out yet.
3: All right, Tommy. How many river rocks you got? Uh, I I can't rock till
4: I'm dead. Is that all... All? Oh.
3: Here, I tell you what we got to do. You and me has got to get enough rocks from the river to fill up these eight holes solid. And we got to pack them down with clay. Why? We're going to rest a house on them.
4: Ain't no houses in this whole shantytown resting on rock.
3: Well, come on, boy. No more talk. My house is going to rest on rock. That's the only way to build a house, don't you see? On rock.
1: Three miles to town every day looking for a job. Every morning, house to house looking for work. And once in a while, Marshall would get the whole man's land into furrows or to cut weeds out of a copperhead patch. But when he could find no work, he would look for wood. Any kind of wood to make a house.
3: What are you doing back here, boy? I told you. <laughs> How do you do, sir? I'm wondering if you got any scraps of wood around the building here that I might use. For your house? Yeah, for my house. I got no lumber to give away, boy. No, sir, but ain't you got some scraps like this in here? Why, that piece of wood ain't more than a foot long. Can I have it? Why? And that other piece. Some of these other scraps around here. I got to build a house, mister. Let me tell you something. This is the only piece of wood I got for that house. Can I have it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Don't laugh at me, mister, or I'll... Now, I'm a carpenter, same as you. I had it drunk for a father. And he got sent up once. But I never drunk, and I never hurt nobody. Then I'm asking you to let me carry off some of this waste wood. This might make good firewood, boy. I see. Of course, it ain't my wood. belongs to a corporation, and I expect they'll just let it rot. All right, but don't take anything except scraps under two and a half foot long. Yes, sir. Thank you. And about the level you picked up the other day in the house you're building, I'm inclined to believe you now. I don't know where you can get a level, though. Well, I figured a level out yesterday down at the city dump. You did. I got a small bottle here in my pocket. You see, a square bottle with a cap. Yeah. i are going to fill it with water and put the cap on and and then fasten the bottle to a good straight piece of wood. And if the air bubble inside the bottle comes to the center, I I reckon it's level. Level enough, anyway. It has to be level. Exactly. Well, then, go fill it with water and we'll test it again mine to see.
1: At 4 o'clock, Marshall and the foreman found that the bottle could be used as a level. At five o'clock, Marshall had collected several small scraps of lumber, and he picked up as many of these as he could carry and started the three-mile walk back to the river.
3: So I tell you, Mom, what I've done.
2: Hush, and let me get supper. I don't want to hear about that house.
3: This foreman, he's about six foot four, and, and he's been eating good all his life. You can tell that.
2: Most folks have. And he gave me all that wood. So he give you the wood, little pieces of wood.
3: Well, I asked him if I could pick up nails around that the men dropped or, or that didn't go in straight and had to be pulled out, and he said it'd be all right. I tell you, Ma, it's beginning to look like it won't be hard to build this house.
2: Marshal, all day your brother's been a-going back and forth to the river collecting rocks. There he comes now. He ain't strong, Marshal. He ain't well fed. This fool house is something neither one of us likes.
3: Come in, Tommy. How did you do? I got two of the
4: holes filled up with rock,
3: Marshal. Good. I got good news for you, boy. I got some wood. I seen it. Of course, it's little, and and we're going to have to sink some more holes, because I can't span more than five feet, even nailing the pieces together. You're going to sink more holes? Sure, just a few more.
2: Marshal, you listen to me.
3: Now, Ma, don't take this house away. It's all I've got. It's all I can do, and I've never wanted to do anything so much in my life. I can help Tommy carry the rock.
2: Well, see that you do, Marshal.
3: But it seems, it seems to have no point to me. Of course it has a point, Tommy. Everything does if it's what you just have to do.
1: day, Marshall and his brother went into town and carried back wood. The day after that, they made two trips carrying wood. After supper, Marshall wanted to go back for another load, but Tommy said no, that he was too tired. Tommy went to bed. His mother went to her bed. But Marshall sat up thinking about his house. Then about 10.30, he heard footsteps in the yard, and he hurried out. What you doing here? Three men stood there, their arms loaded down with the wood Marshall had brought from town... Marshall picked up a piece of two-by-four and faced them. His eyes seemed to be deep in their sockets, and he was breathing hard. My pa once killed a man for stealing from him. They sent him up for it.
3: I'll kill the man that takes away one piece of my wood.
1: So the men put the wood back where Marshall had stacked it. Then they went away. They didn't say anything at all. The next day was Sunday, and the mother said that Tommy couldn't work on Sunday, so Marshall carried rocks from the river and filled up two more of the holes. There were 14 holes now, and only eight of them filled. The next day, Marshall and Tommy carried wood from town. For four more days, they made two trips a day. Marshall carried rocks from the river at night. After one load on Friday, Marshall thought they had enough wood for the frame of the small house. It's
4: a lot of wood, Marshall. Ain't it? A lot of backache, too.
1: All we got to do is nail it together
3: and put up a frame. Yeah, all we got to do. Of course, before we do that, we got to look for nails. Need a raft of nails. Come on, Tommy. We're getting her built right enough.
1: Marshall and Tommy found 517 nails. That night, Marshall straightened them. And the next morning, bright and early... Now, Tommy, we're ready to commence.
3: You
4: aim to nail them pieces together?
3: I aim to strike the first nail for the frame. Let me have one of the best nails. Here you are. Now, what'll she be, Tommy? Tommy? Would you go in straight or bent? Straight, I reckon. It's a sign, you see. What's your hand shaking for, Marshal? It's a sign for the whole house. Now stand back.
4: You're just driving a nail, Marshal. Stand back.
3: I gotta hit it just right. Gee, Marshal, you nearly drove it clean into the wood. Straight, you see. It's a good sign. It ain't gonna be so hard after this.
1: Everything had to be level and straight and plumb in Marshall's house, so it took a while to put up the framework. On days when it rained, he would go to town and gather more nails and other pieces of wood he needed, pieces of wood better than those he had. And then the frame was finished. The skeleton was up.
3: Look at that. Good Lord, Tommy, what do you think of that? It's there, you see. I ne- never thought I'd see a thing like that. They said we couldn't do it. All the people have been snickering at us. Shake a frame. Try to shake it. eh not too hard. You see, she's solid. And when we get the boards nailed to the outside, it won't shake at all. You'll see. When are we going to get some more boards, Marshal? We have to go to making trips to town again. When do you want to start? What's well, it's just three o'clock. You want to go now? Ain't you tired, boy? <laughs> no, I ain't.
4: I don't get tired. I can see the house.
1: and his brother carried boards from town and pieced them onto the framework to make the roof and outside walls. It took a long, long time. It took longer because both he and his brother often would try to find work because they needed money to buy food. But soon the garden the mother had planted came in with squash and beans and corn and the boys put all their time into the house carrying wood, finding nails, piece by piece, hammer blow by hammer blow until there she stood. A naked thing without windows or doors or paint or a roof cover. But solid and straight and true from the floor to the peak of the wooden roof. Mr. Moore? Yeah?
3: You come for some more nails? No, I, I come to ask you about a problem. I've been looking while I've been building for something that might do for a roof cover from a house. Yeah? I need a tin roof, I figure. I don't want danger from fires. Yeah. I ain't got nothing, boy. Do you know where I can get some tin? No, not unless you buy it. You're welcome to the nails you can find or the wood scraps. We ain't going to have many more wood scraps. But a house ain't no good without a roof cover. No. Well, I'm just as sorry as I can be, but I got no tin. How do you do, ma'am? I seen some pieces of tin stacked up beside your house. Could I do something around your place to earn them as my pay? Where are they? About 60 pieces, ma'am, at the side of the house, with a cover over most of them.
1: What can
4: you do, young man?
3: I can carpenter or clear or might I anything.
4: Well, I got a garage out back that needs fixing.
3: Yes, ma'am, I saw that from the street. It's a right big job, that garage. It leans.
4: It leans bad. If you want to fix the garage, you can have the tin. But,
3: ma'am, it'll take two, three days to fix that garage, I'd say.
4: Well, what do you want to do? I got nothing else but to fix the garage. Just prop it up and take the tin, all right?
3: No, I won't prop it up. I'll fix a garage, ma'am, for the tin.
2: Before you started, you couldn't build a house.
3: I know you did, Ma.
2: You got how many pieces of tin from that woman?
3: Well, 45, not rusted. For three days' work, you and your brother? Well, we got good tin, Ma.
2: And you found 20 more pieces, you yeah, say? In yeah, and a garbage dump. So you got 45 and 20, 60 pieces. 65. 65 pieces. How many you need?
3: About 200.
2: 200?
3: Gosh, I didn't know we needed that many, Marshal. Yep, 200. And not another place to find it.
2: Well, you've put all this work in. A house without a roof cover is no good at all. But what you done was well done, Marshal.
3: Ten. Ten. Ten, ten. Ten cans are too little. Ten. There's bound to be a way.
2: All is away, is there? How many times I heard your paul say that. He said he was going to save money. So was me and him, and you boys could have a proper life after a while. You know how much money your pa had before it was stole.
4: You told us once it was $1,000, Ma.
2: $1,012. My, my. And then that man took it, but nobody could prove it. He would smile, like when he passed your pa. He said nobody could prove it. So your pa got mad after a while, and he'd done a terrible thing. Oh, my, a terrible thing.
3: Better to let the money go, Ma, than to ruin himself like that.
2: Better to let your house go, Marshal, than to beat your head against a stone wall. I told you.
4: I know you did Ma. But won't it rot, Marshal, th- the house? Yeah. Just rot away, huh?
3: Yeah. Ain't
4: there something we can put on the roof? How about
3: reeds or just weeds and stuff? Roof ain't peaked enough to make that work. Burn anyway, most likely.
2: I'm sorry, son. All that work...
3: Work is cheap, Ma.
1: Nowadays. <laughs> A whole week after that, Marshall didn't go near his new house. But he couldn't find any other work to do, not even hoe in a garden. Money was scarce in 1932.
3: It don't seem right, does it? What? The house. Let it be.
4: What do you mean, let it be? You get going hard on something, and then the car tracks in. You can't just stop. you got to crash into something, ain't you?
3: Well, let it be, I said.
4: We could finish the inside of the house. Why? Look, Marshall... We could get us some cardboard and put it inside. Cardboard ain't hard to find. The roof
3: leaks. Water'll eat away at the cardboard.
4: Do you mind if I go get some cardboard and put it up? I'll do it right, Marshal. I'll find some tax and do it right. Then maybe we can paper over that. You want to help me, Marshal? I'll go uptown right now and try to get some tax from somewhere, and I'll bring back a load of cardboard. Oh, let it be. No, I ain't. We ought to do all we
3: can. We've done all we can. No, we
4: ain't. We can put up cardboard for the walls.
3: It'll all go with the rain. Well,
4: I don't know about that. I just know we got to do all we can. We can't stop now, can we, Marshal?
1: The boy brought back two pockets full of tacks and as much cardboard as he could drag from town. Towing it on a wide board, he pulled with a piece of wire he'd found. The wire cut his hands. Tommy made three trips for cardboard. Then he cut it into proper widths and tacked it on the walls. Four days later, the house was papered with wrapping paper he had found at the city dump. The next two days, he and Marshall sat around waiting for the rain. But it didn't rain.
4: You think a good storm would ruin the cardboard? I don't know. I guess it will. Marshall, maybe we could paint the house.
3: Why paint the house? Why not? What else we got to do? I had a plan for painting it. I was thinking we could get some paint at the dump. Scrape it out of cans. Out of a couple of hundred cans, we could get enough. Sure we could. Find an old brush or two. W- we
4: could make it real pretty, Marshal. Trying
3: to get a fair color out of the mixture. Not easy to do. We could try. But it'd take a couple of days. What do you think? What's the use? Well, what do you think, Ma?
2: I've said my piece. No use trying, boys.
3: There is use trying. I'm tired of hearing you say that, Ma, there is. Come on, Tommy. Let's go get some paint. <laughs>
4: I think all these empty cans are right down here. <laughs> Somebody threw away a raft of paint cans.
3: Yeah, here are a couple. This is good paint. Not much left, though. We'll need 50 at least. <laughs> Got all colors, Marshal. Well, we'll make something out of them. I'll stack them up over here, then we can drain them into one or two of the cans. Hey, Marshal,
4: here's a big one. Huh? Here's a four or five gallon can down the bottom. Let me see. Uh, no paint in it, though. Here you are. What do you reckon was in there?
3: It smells like turpentine.
4: Here, let me smell. Yeah. Are there any more? I expect so down under the paint cans. Why?
3: It's thin metal. Let's see. You know what I think, Tommy? What? I think... I think maybe we could open up a can this big and and cut out a good square of tin. Yeah, you do. I think so. And and maybe... I think maybe we can. Looks like maybe we can to me too, Marshal. We'll have the finest house on the whole river if we could. All a
4: carrying of rocks and would it be worthwhile, wouldn't it? I think we can. I do too, Marshal.
3: I think we can, you hear me? I think we're gonna finish this house. I told you we could build a house, Tommy. Here, give me that piece of tin there. Yeah. Clouds are still gathering, Marshal. Let them come. Let it rain forever. We got
4: just two more pieces of tin to nail before this roof is done, boy. Here's another piece to nail. Uh, Hurry, I felt the first drop of rain, Marshal. Never mind. Gee, you can see a long way from up here on the roof. See, clean down the river. See, plumb over the other houses. Yeah. I I felt another drop of rain, Marshal. And there's another one. It's starting to rain, Marshal.
3: Give me that last piece of tin.
4: Here you are. We'd had two hammers. It'd have been better.
3: It's coming down, Martin. Let it come. I hope it rains all night. Yeah. There. We're finished. See? We're done. <laughs> sure. We're done. Rain, do you hear me? Come on down. I want a thunderstorm. I want lightning. Do you hear? <laughs> ah, We've done it, boys. We've done it. We've done build a house. <laughs>
1: Word got out, for word travels. Word got out about the house down in the shanty town. The new house with windows which had been put together from broken pieces of frames and discarded pieces of glass. Windows which closed on level sills. There wasn't a carpenter in the county who didn't come to see it.
3: Marshal, Marshal, Marshal. What can I say to you now? You did it. Yes, sir. It ain't as big as your building, but Tommy and me did it. It looked for a while like we wasn't going to make it. What color would you call that house, Marshal? I don't know. What color is that, Ma?
2: It's sort of blue, ain't it?
3: We mixed all colors together, and then we added some dye until we found we had the right color. It's all right. It's a solid house. Solid as a rock. I couldn't even shake the floor when I was inside.
2: It's the finest house I ever seen.
3: But what if the river floods? Oh, it'll be standing when the river goes down. Yes, but the mud and all...
2: We'll take care of it easy enough.
3: Maybe it won't flood. Anyway, we done the best we could. That's right. Yeah. Well, come to see me, Marshal, when you need a job. Sir? I said, come to see me when you need a job. You're a good artisan. I've carpentered a good deal, sir, but... An artisan means a man that does his work for the love of it. So he does it right. Workmen are easy to find. Artisans are hard to come by. Yes, sir. So come to see me when you need a job. I'll come to see you tomorrow. Yes, I sort of figured you would. Ma? What does it all mean? Why, everything changed. Even the children around here follow me around all the time, just looking and asking questions like I got a secret or something. Now I got a job. What does it all mean, Ma?
2: No, I don't know. But everything's a lot better than ordinary. Oh,
3: Tommy and me done was build a house. <laughs>
0: adventure is written by John Ely, directed by John Clayton, and is produced by the Communications Center of the University of North Carolina, Earl Wynn Director. These programs are produced on a grant and aid from the National Association of Educational Broadcasters, made possible by the Educational Radio and Television Center, an independent agency established by the Ford Foundation. They're intended for use by educational and commercial radio stations in this and other countries and by schools for in-school listening purposes. They are, in almost all cases, based on actual events. Today's program, Builders on the River, presented William Waddell as Marshall, with Gene Herring as the mother, Judd Beckwith as Tommy, and John Ely as the foreman. Others in the cast were Carl Venters and Keen Oliver. Cast members of American Adventure are students, professors, and townspeople of the university community. American Adventure is produced and recorded in the studios of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Let Uncle Sam help you earn extra money. Now United States Series E bonds are improved to make more money in less time. They're improved to mature in less than 10 years. You can keep earning interest on Series E savings bonds 10 years after maturity, too, and that means a return of as much as 80% on your original investment. An easy way to earn extra money, you bet. Begin buying Series E savings bonds now. Monitor takes you everywhere each weekend on NBC Radio.